Welcome to Musicians Maintenance, the podcast for musicians who care enough about their craft to make sure their body never limits their potential. For the full Musicians Maintenance experience, sign up for the email newsletter for the tips, tools, and resources that will help you take care of your body at least as well as you take care of your instrument. Simply head over to musiciansmaintenance.com to join. That's musiciansmaintenance.com. Hi, and welcome to Musicians Maintenance. I'm Cody, and today I want to talk about using breaks in a deliberate and strategic way. I'll be using the water in the cup analogy again, so if you haven't listened to it yet, then I'd strongly recommend that you listen to episode two before you continue on here. Otherwise, let's get started. Playing for a long time fills your cup. The longer you play, the more full it gets. The more full it gets, the closer you get to that pain line or potentially to overflowing the cup and causing a full-blown injury. At the same time, the longer you can practice, the more time you have to hone your craft. As with everything, there's a limit to this and a point of diminishing returns, but if you can push your practice all the way to that limit, you can get the most out of it. Unfortunately, it seems like many musicians are mentally willing to put in the time, but their body can't tolerate it. Too much gets poured in, and eventually that can catch up with you. As I mentioned in episode two, the water in the cup analogy provide us with three broad areas where we can try and influence this. Pour less in, drain more out, get a bigger cup. I think the fastest way to make change is to drain more out. That's why last time I focused on the warm-up in episode three. Uh, It allows you to drain the cup a little prior to practicing or performing so that you have more space. The other two areas of opportunity to drain the cup are during the practice session and after practicing. After the practice is really all about active recovery strategies. That's definitely a topic I'd like to get to, uh, but today I want to talk about strategies for draining the cup during the session, which means we'll be talking about taking better breaks. I've come across several recommendations on practice breaks, but it's another area where I think we can elevate the discussion and come up with better, practical, and effective strategies. I also think that it's an area where small changes in behavior can have large effects on how you feel. Optimizing doesn't take much more work. In fact, it may take even less work, uh, and there's lots of potential to gain. Two areas I want to get into today are the timing of breaks and what you actually do during the breaks. So let's look at the problems associated with the uh, timing of breaks first. The most obvious issue with taking breaks is that there's no way around the fact that breaks often pull you out of your flow state. I spent some time in episode three trying to argue that warming up will get you into a flow state faster. But if you do that work and get into the flow of practice, there's a good chance you're either not going to want to take a break or put it off for as long as possible. Pair that with the fact that your body probably needs to move every 20 to 30 minutes and you have some clear tension building. How many of you have had a session where this has happened? You start practicing, it takes a while to get in the flow of things, but you get there and then you take a break and are back out of the flow. You return from the break, struggle to get back into the flow, then come back out for a break. By the end of the session, it feels like you've spent more time struggling to get into the flow rather than flowing. It doesn't feel that productive. In that situation, you gave your body what it needed, but your actual practice wasn't very effective. More commonly, though, I think musicians elect for the other option. Get into the flow, stay there for as long as possible, and actively ignore your body as much as humanly possible. If you must, 
You may give in and take a break, but only if you are a weakling. After all, you aren't in the practice room to give your body what it needs. You're looking to improve your performance. And that may work for a while or for a select lucky few, but again, musicians' injury rates are around 80%, so it's clearly not a sustainable mindset if you don't want to leave your professional future to chance. So, breaks may be necessary for your body, but they're often detrimental to flow states. That's the tension that needs to be considered, but I don't think that it is. Most recommendations that I've seen just tell you to take a break every 20 to 30 minutes because your body needs it. Any talk of performance is secondary. I think that's probably why you may struggle to take the advice. If you want to figure out a better strategy, we can't ignore how it affects your performance. Before we get there, though, I want to touch briefly on the other issue of what you should actually be doing uh, during the break, assuming you take one, that is. The most common advice I've come across uh, is to walk around and stretch. I think walking around is generally good advice, uh, but it pulls you out of the flow state, so it should be used carefully. I think that stretching stretching is not great advice. Uh, I went into detail on the problems with stretching and how it affects muscle performance in episode three. Uh, So if you're interested in that, go back and look at that. Uh, It's the episode on uh, warm-ups so that you can get up to speed. The short version is that stretching may feel kind of good, but your muscles actually perform worse immediately after stretching. In short, the most common recommendations that I see are to take a break every 20 to 30 minutes, and when you do take a break, walk around and stretch. Those recommendations are simple enough, but I don't think that they're effective. To make taking a break more effective, I think you should be just as deliberate about your breaks as you are in planning the content of your practice. And you are planning the content uh, of your practices, right? Uh, Remember, less time engaged in efficient, deliberate practice will lead to much greater improvements than longer duration, unstructured practice. So to maximize efficiency and effect of your breaks, I think you need to schedule them in such a way that it minimizes the impact on flow while achieving the goal of giving your body what it needs to tolerate playing longer. The best strategy that I've found uh, that accomplishes this dual challenge of draining the cup while not disrupting flow is called the micro-break. To describe a micro-break, I'll start by uh, talking about hiking in the desert. The saying goes that if you're hiking in the desert and you notice that your mouth is dry and that you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. You can start chugging water now, but you're already behind. It's going to be hard to get rehydrated when you're out in the heat and moving. Rather than trying to drink a lot once a lot once you notice your mouth is dry, you'd be much better off taking small sips early and often during the hike before you become thirsty. The same goes for taking breaks. You can try to stop and stretch or move or walk once you feel tension accumulating somewhere, but it's going to be very hard to catch up in the middle of a practice session. You'd be much better off doing small movements early and often before that tension accumulates. That is where micro breaks come in. You see, no matter how perfect a posture you maintain or how minimal attention you play with, there's just not a position that humans were built to stay in for hours on end. We are truly built to move. The best position is your next position. Micro breaks are nice because they can be done in under 10 seconds. You don't have to change your position, and they're really simple. So they don't require you to take your mental focus off of your practice efforts. Basically, the break acts like a sip of water that you can take early and often while you practice that is less likely to kick you out of a flow state. I tend to recommend people do a micro break every 20 to 30 minutes. 
you have two options for how you schedule them. The first option is to just set a timer for 30 minutes, and then when it goes off, do the micro break. However, I think that option works better for people who are doing computer or other sedentary work rather than playing an instrument. An alarm going off right in the middle of your playing can be really disruptive. The second option is to schedule it in between elements of your practice. The nice thing about practice is that it isn't just one to four, a one to four hour block of continuous playing. If you are taking a deliberate, deliberate practice approach, then you've probably got blocks of time for each element that you're working on. To add in your micro breaks, schedule them between blocks at approximately 20 to 30 minute intervals. They flow, then they flow into your practice while you naturally are transitioning, thereby minimizing the disruption. I use two main positions for micro breaks, but the options are endless. I like these two because you can do either one sitting or standing, and they're super simple. I'll put videos of each uh, on the website at musiciansmaintenance.com slash microbreaks, all one word, but I'll describe them here as well. And the first has you put your arms overhead, breathe in through your nose, then reach your arms up as high overhead as possible. Hold and reach for a few seconds, then breathe out and relax. Give it a try. Arms up overhead, breathe in, reach, hold, reach, hold, reach, breathe out and relax. It's as simple as that. The second one has you start with your arms by your side, you breathe in through your nose, then as you breathe out, rotate your thumbs back, extend your fingers, lift your chest, uh, all while you keep your chin tucked and head back. Pause, then relax. Let's give this one a try. Although it might be easier to watch the video, it's not quite as easy as put your hands up over your head. But here we go. Breathe in, sitting up tall. Breathe out, move your thumbs back, chest up, chin down, head back. And that's it. The nice thing about this position is that it doesn't look that crazy. There's a good chance you can do it in a rehearsal or potentially even doing a performance and not have it look like you're doing, like you're exercising when you should be focusing on your player playing. Uh, do one to three reps uh, of any combination, uh, any combination of those positions. I like to do each one once, and that's the micro break, and move on with what you're doing. The one other thing you may want to pair with that is shaking out the hands, especially if you play an instrument that requires a lot of your fingers. I'll put a video of that up uh, with the micro breaks as well, but in general, shaking is a better recovery strategy for hand and fingers uh, than stretching is. So, a micro break may look like this. You finish an, an element of your practice. Before moving on to the next, you reach your arms up overhead, relax, rotate the thumbs back, lift the chest, relax, shake out each hand, your hands for about five seconds, and that's it. You move on. It should take you less than 20 seconds or so to do it. It shouldn't take much thought or change in position. Just get it done and move on. You can probably keep... Uh, focusing on what you're doing while you do the micro break and transitioning and, and thinking about what you're going to do next. If we use that hiking analogy, it's just a sip of water while you're moving, not a rest. So that's the micro break. It's deceptively simple. It's probably the second simplest thing that I've recommended to my patients that has made the most impact on how they feel. I'll share the first one when I get to the recovery strategies. So here's how they might fit into the scheme of a larger practice session. Let's say you plan to practice for four hours. I'm no pedagogy expert, but based on what I've read from a variety of disciplines, this is about the max of what you would need to practice. You can do more, but you may not actually, uh, you may not actually get anything additional out of it if you do. I would, 
I would plan your practice to have three uh, longer breaks, one between each hour. These aren't micro breaks. They're full breaks that will disrupt your flow, but it will be worth it in the long run. If you aren't in jeopardy of losing your room, walk around, get outside, get some natural light on you, focus your eyes on some things that are in the distance, drink some water, eat a little food, do some breathing exercises, do some light body exercises, things like that. Five to 15 minutes max, depending on what you feel like you need. Then do an abbreviated warm-up, I would recommend. So you can head over to musiciansmaintenance.com slash warm-up, all one word, uh, for a warm-up suggestion, and then get back to work. If possible, avoid your phone. Uh, I shared an article in the, in the newsletter for this week about how phone use during a break affects your uh, ability to do challenging things, and it's not good. So that's every hour. It's a longer break. If we take the analogy, that would be like stopping, resting, getting some food and water. Within each hour, look at what you have to do in terms of your actual practice. Schedule a micro break between elements. I'd recommend shooting for no shorter than 15 minutes between and no longer than 30 minutes between. That would give you between one and three micro breaks in each one hour segment. In the hiking analogy, these would be the sips of water that you take while you're still hiking between your rests. If you do the maximum of three micro breaks per hour, that that's 12 micro breaks for the four-hour session. If each one takes you 20 seconds, that's three minutes total devoted to micro breaks over the course of 240 minutes to your practicing. If you don't have three minutes out of 240 to devote to your body, then I'm not sure I can help you out. The last thing that I wanted to add uh, to this is that I would encourage you to reframe how you're thinking about breaks. I think it can be easy to think of breaks as just resting, weakness, not wanting to do the work when you really need to be improving. If your breaks are unstructured, consist mostly of scrolling social media on your phone, eating crap, uh, and they tend to last three times longer than you plan, then I would agree with you. But that's not what I'm arguing for. Maybe it's helpful to approach them as part of practicing like a professional. They're deliberate, strategic, well-executed actions that you take, which will allow you to maximize what your body can do and how much you can get out of the session. Rather than taking valuable time away from your practice, they add valuable, they add valuable capacity to what your body can do and can protect you from pain and injury. Spending three minutes per four hours on micro breaks is a bargain compared to having to spend months or in some cases years clawing your way back from an injury that's gotten out of control. That's all for today. Until next time, keep moving. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to Musicians Maintenance, the podcast for musicians who care enough about their craft to make sure their body never limits their potential. If you enjoyed this and found it helpful, then please consider helping to support the podcast by recommending it to a friend or colleague or sharing it on social media. You can also leave a review on your favorite podcasting service to make it easier for other musicians to find the podcast. Also remember, for the full musician's maintenance experience, sign up for the email newsletter for the tips, tools, and resources that will help you take care of your body at least as well as you take care of your instrument. Simply head over to musiciansmaintenance.com to join us. That's musiciansmaintenance.com.